Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 1037 The Buzz. We're just going to move everybody up. We'll probably hit our catcher leadoff. It might be the first time I've ever done that. I know that uh, Biggio was a pretty good leadoff hitter in uh, in college back in the day. And uh, so uh, White's a tough out he's catching um if he's not catching then we'll flip it around but if if white's not catching he'll be dh'ing if we you know on friday or saturday so uh you know that that's what we're looking like and you'll probably i'll go left after that then right then left and and then pretty much right after that you know if stovall was is it was in the lineup you know he might be hitting lead off for us and then you go left, right, left, right, left, right, probably, and then you can finish up with a few right-handers at the end. So, um, you know, if we get into the game, we feel like the righties are struggling with the right-hander, then I'll, I'll bring a couple of these lefties off the bench and let them hit. Dave Van Horn discussing the Razorbacks' opening day batting lineup. No Peyton Stovall, no problem. Hudson White. A catcher from Texas Tech. He's a transfer. Another one of those transfers. Batting leadoff. I read that yesterday and I was like, Hudson White, that's a catcher. Catcher batting leadoff? And I started reading more about him. They felt like he was their best hitter in the fall. Has a good Had a good spring. Get him on base. It's time for your Razor Hog update. It's brought to you by Floyd Seafood. It's on Keel Avenue in Sherwood. Go visit our friends at Floyd Seafood. Arkansas baseball game tomorrow has been moved up. Two o'clock start for the Diamond Hogs. Hagen Smith, your starting pitcher on the mound. Got Brady Tiger going on Saturday. Mason Molina, the Texas Tech transfer also. Thank you, Red Raiders. He will pitch on Sunday. And then Colin Fisher, a freshman out of Oklahoma. Big kid. He'll be the final pitcher on Monday. See, the Razorback women are off. They won't play again until Sunday. Mike Neighbors is going to speak to the media tomorrow. Um, I had another Razorback note I'll pull up for you. Arkansas's next game, Mississippi State, Saturday in Starkville, 1 o'clock start, as Coach Musselman pointed out earlier. Mississippi State didn't play this week. No no midweek game for them, so they've been getting ready for Arkansas. Um, Their full concentration has been there. (laughs) Gage Wood, that's what it was. Gage Wood, the relief pitcher for the Razorbacks, has been named to the preseason watch list for the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association Stopper of the Year. It's given to the best relief pitcher in college baseball. And that's a look at your Razorback report. Razor Hog report. Randy Allison says, look out for Dylan Carter. He's going to come back strong this year. Yeah, Coach uh, Van Horn. Uh, said one day this week when I was listening to one of his uh, interviews that Dylan is ahead of schedule and uh, they've been very impressed with his rehab and if it continues he will pitch this year and that will be great for this bullpen if he comes back like he was last year man when he got hurt he was probably the best arm in the bullpen the most reliable arm I will say that uh, because they kept going to him time after time and Dylan delivered and uh, it was that was a significant injury when he went out. Phone lines are open, 661-1037. We'll hit the uh, feedback. We'll also hit the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Coming up, uh, Phil Elson will give us some more baseball talk. I, I mean, we can talk baseball this hour. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say don't call and don't talk baseball, but we'll really hit baseball in the next hour. And Little Rock Trojans, Moorhead State tonight at the Jack Stevens Center. It's a women and men doubleheader tonight, 5 o'clock, and then the guys, whenever the women finish up, 7, 7.15, 7.30, however long that women's game goes. So some action at the Jack Stevens Center. And by the way, Coach Curry with the baseball team was with us earlier this week, and he uh, sent me a note that their first pitch has been moved up to noon tomorrow because of the uh, chance of rain 
tomorrow afternoon, some showers. So they feel like uh, it's not going to move in until about 3 o'clock here in Little Rock. So hopefully they can get that game in without any issues tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, it makes it better to try to avoid the weather if possible and actually get the game in and not have any delays. Let's go to the phone lines. LC is in Sherwood. LC, welcome to Out of Bounds. Hey, guys. Thank you all. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year when these guys started playing the basketball team, you know, I'd be saying to some buddies of mine, man, these guys are good. You know, it's like mm-hmm. these, this is a marked improvement from the year before. And then this is like there was no telling where we could end up. And then they yanked the rug out from under us and – we still don't know what happened. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable the downfall that this team's taken. But, you know, if if it plays out like like y'all talked earlier and Mark's left, and then we're sitting here with Pinion, and then honestly, if your Pinion, would you consider coming back again? And then, you know, Bayfall, don't know about him because, you know, he was kind of teeter tottering in the beginning anyway, it seemed like before you ever got there, it just makes you wonder what's going to happen. And Muffman's whole attitude over there, it just seems like he just doesn't, I don't know, man, it just doesn't look right. You know, and I got one other thing to say, too, about uh, the way Mitchell played. He's, you know, like he's so good a couple of games and then he falls off. And I really think, <laughs> this sounds crazy, but if his brother was there, I just think that be I don't know. It would just be so helpful. You know, emotionally, I don't know what it might take. But, man, those two dudes would be a force. If they were in there like last night, say, for instance, it looked like Mitchell wasn't playing worth a darn. I don't know. It just seemed like if the twin was there, something might have been different. And I know this is all just maybe you could have, should have, maybe. But I'd like to get y'all's feedback on some of those thoughts. And I appreciate y'all. Thank you. You bet. Thanks, LC. Um, First thing I would say is, Mackay did the same thing last year with Mikel here. There were times where Mackay looked awesome. There were times where Mackay looked lost and like he did last night. There were times Mikel looked awesome. And then there were times where Mikel didn't show up. They were inconsistent last year. Mackay is inconsistent this year. And that can go for the entire team, honestly, if you think about it. That's what we were just talking with Dudley, and he was like, you got a guy that goes off for 32 Menafield one game, and the next game, blah. I mean, look at what Menafield and L. Ellis did the previous game, 15 points apiece, and look at what they did last night. They they struggled. That's this year's team. That's that's in a nutshell. They are inconsistent, as a, not as just a team, but as individuals. You don't know who's going to show up, which player, player – you know, the good player or the bad player or the average player? For some of these guys, it's hard to be consistent when you're in and out of the lineup. So it's not the players that are getting the majority of the minutes, but the players that don't know from game to game if they're going to play 20 minutes and then the next game they don't play at all or play limited minutes. So that's where a lot of the struggle comes in. They got opportunities last night, Minifield and L Ellis, and they didn't play well. They didn't play bad, but they didn't play like they did the first, you know, the previous game against Georgia. Well, that, they, they played well. A credit to Tennessee, though, because Tennessee is no, sure. so much better than Georgia. Yeah. So no, that, that's what it goes. Yeah, it, it's a credit to Tennessee and how good they are. Yeah, last night magnified a lot of issues and exaggerated a lot of the problems because you're playing one of the best teams in the country. You honestly are. I mean, they're, they're ranked number eight. Their net ranking is six. Uh, they're going to be a, a top one, two, three seed in the NCAA tournament. But man, if you you watch enough basketball, I know we have smart fans. You can just see uh, it's, it's it's like well, Coach Musselman said yesterday. In years past, they were they were focusing in on Vescovy, trying to stop him, or Ziegler, their point guard, or even a do or or uh, and how about the other transfer that came in last night? Um, Goins was that his name? I think I wrote him on my sheet last night. Dude, he came in off the bench like it's a sixth man. He was a transfer also. Don't don't give me this stuff about transfers messing up a team. Uh, <laughs> dude was awesome last night. Hit back-to-back threes at one point. 
Yeah, it just depends. Gainey, on, I'm sorry, Gainey. There yeah. he is. I found depends on how the the team is constructed, though. If you're talking about the majority of the team being transfers, then you you're looking at hitting on some of those players mm-hmm. and missing on others. But if you're having like what Tennessee has, Tennessee has players that have returned to that lineup that have been there for three, four years, and then they're adding to the mix with bringing in transfers. That's a good way to construct a team. No, Ziegler and, and Vescovy have been there for a couple of years now. Five, fifth year. They're both, both fifth, in their fifth years. Wow. And, and anyway, so you got those four guys that I mentioned, how good they are. Right, we didn't even talk about their best player, Connect. This was a good team last year without Connect. You bring him in, he's their best player. You got a really good team. Arkansas is, and it's what we expect, but they're caught in a cycle of they're going to have a lot of transfers. Every year, they're gonna the roster is gonna turn over, and the way that Coach Must recruits with the high school ranks as opposed to the transfer portal, you're gonna have more players from the portal than coming from high school on on this roster year in and year out. Sometimes it's gonna work out, other times it's not. Big Keith in the house has a question. Answer me this: Why is Must's buyout only one million? Hunter isn't stupid. This is all on Muss. It's painfully obvious he doesn't plan on being here. Thoughts? Uh, Rumors are there. We've all heard the rumors. I know as long ago as last summer, the the talk on the summer basketball circuit was about Musselman and Louisville. There's smoke there. I don't know if he ends up going to Louisville. I don't know if Louisville still wants him after uh, finishing with a below 500 record. That's hard to sell to your fan base. I, we've always been told, I've always been told, watch out if a USC or UCLA opens up. That would be like a dream job scenario for Musselman. It's possible those jobs open up this year. But will those fan bases, will the AD feel comfortable enough hiring a coach that's coming off of a losing record? Because that's why you're getting rid of your coach, by the way. Mick Cronin's a very good coach, and he's had success at UCLA, but they're having a struggle this year. Very similar to Arkansas. The success, they've had a little bit more success at UCLA than Arkansas has had under Cronin and Musselman. They're, and I believe they're both in the same year at their school. And they're ready to pull the trigger already on him. So then you're going to go and hire a guy who's having a similar year? That I don't see that flying. Not sure what the average is for a basketball coach, but when you think about buyouts, first and foremost, we're thinking about football coaches. Mm-hmm. and. There's no comparison with football coaches and their buyouts compared to basketball coaches. It's just it's different. It's not going to be even close. It's not going to be that much. This one from J.K. in Fairfield Bay on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. I don't know what your opinions are, but I always thought Chris Beard would have been a fit here as coach. What say you? Chris Beard is a fit wherever he goes. The guy wins <laughs> on every level wherever yeah. he is. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, I was always told that uh, they thought they had Beard here. Uh, they thought Chris Beard was going to be the uh, next head coach. And then uh, Texas Tech, they had the uh, financing done. They were going to be able to afford him. Well, it had to do with how far they got in the tournament also. That's exact, no, because, no, that's it. That's because the only him, reason. Yeah, with him, it would have made sense for him to leave the program that they had just gone to a Final Four. Why? Why championship would he, game? Yeah. Why? Why would he leave? The talk started. Uh, you know, maybe not directly with Beard, but his the go between the agent and uh, didn't feel like he could win a national championship at Texas Tech and knew he could at Arkansas. And then they kept winning, kept winning, kept winning. Won another game, got to the Final Four, won, and all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, I can't leave Texas Tech. I can win a championship here. We were just that close. That's what blew it all up." One good run blew it up. Randall says, we've heard the really good scores on most of these nights, on most of these guys on this current team, and most of them can't hit a shot regularly most nights. They 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 were good scores on their other teams. Now, L was a, you know, got a lot of shots at Louisville and put up some good points, but um their guy like uh Caleb Battle was a good had a good three point shooting percentage. He doesn't this year. I mean, you see a shot, like the shot he hit last night from about, what, 25 feet? Man, that thing was pure. And then he has another one, and you could tell right away it was offline. <laughs> You're like, dude, is that even going to draw iron? You know, is that going to catch the side of the iron? 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe he got better shots in a different offense, and maybe it's just the offense. It's not a good fit. That, I, I don't know, but it's, he was a better shooter at his previous stop than he is here. Now, Tremont Mark is a 50% shooter, and he got off to a good start last night, hit a couple of threes, and I thought, uh-oh, this may be Tremont Mark's night go off. But, man, he, he just didn't have much going to the basket. They uh, they they were they packed it in. I mean, it was hard for him to get that little fifteen footer he likes so much. Tremont Mark is one of those guys too, where uh, fifty forty ninety he's flirting with that this season, and those are extremely good numbers when you're shooting fifty percent from the field, forty from three, ninety from the free throw line. Those are are players that can play at the next level, putting up numbers like that. Uh, and I did want to clarify, I, I think it was LC that called in, we did not say Tremont Mark would, would not be back. In fact, Dudley said he thought Tremont Mark would be back. Tremont's just a junior. And so that gave me hope. When Dudley said, uh, in our previous segment, Dudley Dawson said that he thought Tremont and, and Coach Musselman had a good relationship and he thought he would be back. So that would be, that's a building block. That's something to, to you know, that's a huge asset for next year. I think if they went out and got someone in the portal that was a, a even better score and Tremont Marks like your uh, a second option, then you have the, the making of a good team. And it depends on where it's coming from. You have to get a complementary piece. can't be somebody that plays a similar position because you're lacking in other areas on the court. Like Bill Ingram mentioned, um, when we had- – we asked about, you know, what's his team missing? He's like, team is missing a lot. <laughs> Big man, point guard, outside wings, shooter. <laughs> wings that, that Dudley mentioned also. Earl says uh, Trevin Brazil's not even on the bench. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he was there last night. I saw night. him last he night. dressed out. So that's, not, that's not true. Um, not dressed out, but he was in sweats. Well, uh, yeah, he had his... U- Razorback sweats. Yeah, he has... Yeah. I thought he had the uniform on. Yeah. Just, just wasn't going to take the uniform off and get on the court. <laughs> From the uh, 601, I love the Hogs, but this season, fans, this season has imploded, getting beat by 30 at home twice, and a 2-4 and four home SEC record is unacceptable. Muss has earned, has earned a year of grace, but only one. By the way, Muss is 11-18 and 18 in his last 29 games, SEC games. That's from Hogman. We have to remember this team didn't do well in conference last year. Eight and ten. So yep. they, they were below five hundred. Got on a good run, won a couple games in the tournament, sweet sixteen, and that was all forgotten last year. Now it's getting brought back up because of this you know, lack of success this year. And oh yeah, if you go back and look, they were eight and ten last year. That's two bad SEC, you know, below 500 records in the SEC in a row. Tenth in the conference also. But that is something, like you said, it, it's a race that's forgotten about because of what happened in postseason. But when you go back to what happened during the season, the team, they didn't have a good run during the season. But they had quality opponents on the schedule, and uh, they were, you know, they're. it's not even the net ranking anymore, but – Whatever they gauged it by was high enough that everybody felt good about their chances of getting into the NCAA tournament, no matter what happened down the stretch with them. One more from Hogawallup. I've heard people talking about how there is a cancer in the Hogs locker room. I don't know about that, but I was waiting, wanting to know if what y'all thought about it. I've not heard anything about that. I've not heard that there's a, a cancer in the locker room or there are issues with the locker room or chemistry problems. I've not heard that. There's stuff that's floating out there, but it's rumors. I mean, so there are a lot of rumors that have been out there. And there are uh, more rumors than when they lose. You know? Always. uh, Searching for... It's hard to accept. They're just not good. They're just not good enough. There's got to be a problem. That's the bottom line. You know, there's got to be an issue. There's in-house fighting. They don't like each other. You know, there's other rumors that we're not going to address going on. No. What What if they're just not good enough? I mean, last night should have opened your eyes. People don't want to accept that, though. I mean, last night was a slap in the face, I hope, for most people. That was a good team. That's what a good team looks like. That's what Arkansas looked like in the past when they had five good players making a run to the Elite Eight. That, they, they were a contender. That was a contender you saw last night. 
it's even more eye-opening now because you expect struggles on the road and expect bad games on the road, but now we're seeing these bad games at home and getting blown out at home like that. That is what really catches people's attention. Thank goodness for the Bud Walton Arena Magic or they'd have lost by 40 last night. Yeah, what magic? <laughs> that, that, crowd, magic. That, that crowd was gone, gone. Wow. with about five minutes uh, left. Yes. If not longer. Yeah, I saw a tweet. No, I think it was around the it was the under eight timeout. Someone tweeted out uh, all the fans in the shark uniform, the shark suits, the blue shark suits. Yeah. They got up and left. Now, they should never leave. If we're talking about students, they should be there. But, uh, yeah, when you look up top, top was empty. Oh. Even even coming down to the lower bowl. Well, you think about it, Joe. It's it, by that time. It's like nine forty-five. It's a school night. I, I'm Games going in home. Hand. Yeah, I'm going home. That's that, when I went out to the to do my news lot, my sportscast on the news at nine forty-five. It, it was over. I mean, I knew it, it's long over. There was no chance of a comeback. It was twenty-two, twenty-four points. Yeah, I do, I do, I'm so I I love watching sports, sporting events, but at that point. School night, whatever. I got kids, or heck, I got to get them go to work the next day. I'm gone. I'm not watching this mess. I'm not sticking around till. And then they start calling fouls, and I'm like, what? What are we doing? No, I'm out. I'm going home. I'm not sitting through this. Let's go to Jack. He's in BB. Jack, welcome in to Out of Bounds. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, the only thing I was wanting to say was uh, uh, chime in about. Uh, you know, I'm not down on Musk. I mean, he. Uh, uh, this is, you know. What, one out of uh, four years, he's, uh, uh, you know, basically kind of laid an egg. But with his formula, uh, this could happen more often than not when you go to the portal and you build your team. And uh, it's kind of like a one and done with Calipari uh, back in the day when he was just uh, uh, picking the McDonald's All-American tree. But uh, I'm wondering about our recruiting in the portal. Uh Okay, we you know supposedly had a bunch of superstars come in this year, and uh, uh, even without them, you know, adding any chemistry to it, uh, these guys even on their own don't don't seem like other than Mark and uh, maybe one one other, they don't seem to be uh, you know Dalton Connect uh, with uh, Tennessee. Uh, where, you know, was he on our radar or was, uh, uh, we, we, I, I see we need a piece like that, a, uh, an, an old JD note or something like that. Uh, uh, oh, back in, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Thomas or whoever it was that we had that was, uh, a go-to guy that was, uh, you could, you know, night in and night out, you could see this guy either go for 15 or go for 45 you know mm-hmm. so uh um that's what i'm wondering is how how's the recruiting going and uh are we missing on some guys and i'm sure we are because uh tennessee just uh you know hit a gold mine with this guy that they got out of the portal and uh that's the only thing i'm wondering is how it's going to go in the future because uh uh yeah these uh 30 point home losses will uh will make the fans kind of stand up and say well hang on are we we're not supposed to lose by this much at home, are we? So, uh, anyway, that's uh, that's all I wanted to say, and uh, I, I maybe get some feedback on it. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Jack. Uh, first thing I'll say is that they didn't hit, sign any superstars out of the portal last year. The the superstars, they, they tried to go after some superstars in the portal and failed to sign those two guys. Uh, I, th- I would say the superstars... Uh, would qualify as, and I don't think he's even turned out to be a superstar for Alabama. The, uh, the Grant Nelson, yeah, Grant Nelson. He, he's a good player, but I don't think he's been the superstar that many thought he would be at Alabama. And then the Kansas kid, Hunter Dickinson, Hunter, that's a superstar. Yeah. Um, now, Kinnett, and, and he went from one big program to the next. Mm-hmm. Goes from Michigan to Kansas. Yeah. Uh, Connect. I don't think they knew he was a superstar. Now, there was a lot of competition for him. They even said that on the broadcast last night that he was sought after. I don't remember Connect's name ever at, for, at Arkansas. I could have been wrong and missed it, but I don't remember Connect uh, visiting Arkansas or being mentioned or being recruited by Arkansas. not sure how highly sought after he was either, though. I didn't either, but they, I heard it on the broadcast last night and said that he was a much sought after transfer 
out of northern Colorado. Maybe they well, were. Well, he's shown that he is that type of player <laughs> no, he is. that needed the attention, yeah. but he he may have just been one of those players under the radar the entire time. And uh, and now Tennessee got a gem. No doubt. Um, I would say as far as portal guys, we don't know. I mean, what, they haven't entered the portal. So I, as far as recruiting portal, we don't know yet. It's way too early for that. Uh, and we just had Dudley Dawson on talking about the two freshmen. He thinks they can be in the rotation playing next year, the two guys that they signed. Uh, he felt like that um, they they weren't projects, guys that needed a year under their belt to, to get used to playing college basketball and thought they could, could play for this team next year. Um, yeah, it, it looks like uh, that's just a credit to Rick Barnes and getting Dalton Connect because they, looking at his recruiting profile, Tennessee was the team that was on him. Hmm. That they were just—it it doesn't look like there was much interest from any other teams. Maybe they jumped on him early and got a commitment before everybody else could. Yeah, that happens at times know. too, because of the relationship that's developed there. Earl says, "Yeah, Trevin was there. He was wearing a hoodie. I am now watching the DVR. I was at the game last night, and he just didn't see him last night. Yep, no, we definitely saw him on the air." On TV from the 501. Don't feel like you have to read this on air. Okay, <laughs> those are always the best ones, right? So who's the best? One? Oh no, um, I'm not going to read that. Uh, we have no leader from the 501, and that's talking about players. Mm-hmm. That's something that is always going to come up when they're, when they're losing. Yeah. <laughs> Is Brazil ever going to play? Looks like he's done. That You know what was surprising was to hear that Dudley said he feels like he's still high on NBA draft radars. I'll look it up here in the so, break. So if, if that the is latest. the case, then it may be best for him to not get back on the court. Because remember um, I, some of the similar things that were said about Nick Smith Jr., how um, he was already on the draft radar, and it didn't make a lot of sense, but he's somebody that fight, fought hard to get back on the court. I uh, I don't know which one you like, which mock draft you like best, Joe, but uh, I've always liked NBADraft.net. Yeah, that's a great one. I uh, just pulled it up, and it was updated on 212, so two days ago. Let me see if Trevin Brazil is anywhere on this list for them. Trey Alexander, that caught my eye. Jackson Robinson, guard from BYU to the Knicks at 18. Y'all guys remember Jackson Robinson? Then <laughs> uh, Now that stings a little bit. Oh my gosh, they have Dalton Connect going number five to Portland. He deserves it. I, didn't, I mean, I knew he's good, but wow. Ron Holland to uh, the Pelicans at 16. No, 14. See, that'd be great for him. You're you're going to a team that has some young stars, and a team that you see is getting better. Kellel Ware out of North Little Rock projected to go second pick of the second round to the Minnesota Timberwolves, pick number thirty-two. Justin Edwards from Kentucky in the second round. Uh, I don't see Trevin Brazil. There he is, forty-fifth pick. Second round to the New York Knicks. That that would be good. And we know these mock drafts, they they don't shake out the way that, that they're lined out. It's all a guess at this point. But just the fact that if he's being projected to be drafted, that's great for him. Hunter, Hunter Dickinson is, is actually listed after him. So that's a great sign. Well, I would say if he's gets any kind of feedback that he's going to be drafted in the first or second round that he's gone. You have to. Mm-hmm. He came back this year, and he's dealing with the same injury he dealt with last year. And his stock is plummeting. So do you take a chance and come back and you don't even get drafted? That's why I say if you're, if you're getting feedback that you're going to get drafted, you go. All right, we'll take a break. God, that went long. I didn't realize it was already 35 after. We went way long on this one. That's all right. We don't have an interview this uh, hour, so uh, we have time to talk. I do want to hear from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a little fun yesterday until 
a shooting severely marred the uh, day. Just really unfortunate. Now we're finding out. Did you see the news? It was just an argument between the two guys. Yeah. And all these innocent bystanders get caught up in it. Terrible. We'll take a break. Stick around. It's out of bounds. don't already have the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app? Download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. This is Sports Center. College basketball tonight. Little Rock has a huge matchup with Moorhead State at the Jack Stevens Center. Moorhead State is first in the Ohio Valley Conference at 11 and 1, while Little Rock is second at 8 and 4. Tip is set for 7 o'clock. You can watch it on ESPN Plus. Radio coverage will be on 1067 Buzz 2. Arkansas State will take on Troy at 7:30. That game can be seen on ESPN Plus. Then Central Arkansas will host Austin P and Conway at 7:30 as well. That game can also be seen on ESPN Plus. And in NFL news, the 49ers have fired defensive coordinator Steve. Wilkes after just one year on the job. The Niners allowed the third fewest points in the league at 17 and a half a game, but the run defense went from being second best in the league last year to 26th in the league this year. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Everybody thinks about Brewskies for watching sports or having a great night out. But what about Brewskies for lunch? Both locations open at 11 a.m. seven days a week with all your pub grub favorites, friendly service, kitchen all-stars are ready to serve you. Or, if you're not in a hurry, have a couple cold ones. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. too. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night now with two locations, downtown Little Rock and the brand new location in Lakewood Village, North Little Rock. Thompson Electric presents Jackson Wells each week in the zone with Justin and DJ. Thompson Electric since 1983 providing innovative electrical solutions for your business. To learn more, check them on the web at thompsonelectric.com or you can search Thompson Electric on Facebook and Instagram for more information. Seven years ago. I don't know how long ago that was, but I'm pretty sure that's when we got our sofa. And those recliners. If you're sitting on furniture from a fireside chat with FDR, get presidential savings at Lazy Boy Home Furnishings. East Wing, West Wing, even your Oval Office. 30% off store-wide and up to 50% off on select items. Extended hours on President's Day. Save even more Franklins with Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and decor. Shackleford Galleries of Little Rock. Long live the lazy. For all the times you multitask, Malvern National Bank has technology to make banking easier. When you need to transfer travel money into your account while on the go. When you need to pay your friends back for lunch. When you need to check the balance on your account. When you need to locate the nearest branch or ATM. Or when you need to deposit a check and don't have time to go to the bank. Simple to use website tools and apps at your fingertips. To find out more, visit mnbbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge. Now, let's see what your dog has to say. As a dog, I think Progressive's auto pet policy is... Oh, what is that? That's just my tail. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, Progressive protects... There it is again. See? This is why I need protection. I'm so distracted. Nope, that is still my tail. Progressive Auto Insurance covers pets for up to $1,000 in a car accident at no extra charge. And we think your dog would say that's great, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Not available in all states. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Gabby. Hey, Gabby. It's Jennifer Coolidge. Hi. I'm, I'm so glad I reached you at 2 a.m. Oh, of course. Anyone with a Discover card can call and talk to a real person 24-7. Now, how can I help? Yeah, I used my Discover card to buy these yellow pleather pajamas, and I'm just not sure I'm pulling them off. 24-7 U.S.-based customer service. It pays to Discover. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. What's better than getting something for free? Winning. And with the five-buck bundle from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery, you get the chance to do both. For five bucks, you get three tickets. A Powerball ticket with Power Play, a Mega Millions ticket, and a free Natural State Jackpot ticket. That's three ways to win. So ask for the five-buck bundle today. Bundle is eligible with Quick Fix only. Offer ends February 29th. Call 1-800-522-4700 for problem gambling helpline. 
Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. I need three of those things, baby. We ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. Kansas City, we will be back here next year. And for those who want Chris Jones go, I ain't going nowhere, baby. I will be here this year, next year, and the year after. Three P, three P, three P, three P, three P. Chris Jones knows something we don't know. Has he already signed that contract? So he just put a lot of pressure on management and his agents to get a deal done. More so on management for the Chiefs. Because the fans saw what was lacking when he wasn't there in that first game of the season and what it's been since then. That just put a lot of pressure on management to get a, a deal done with Chris Jones. Well, it sounds like to me he's ready to take a hometown deal, though. I don't know about he, a hometown deal. He wants deal. to come back. He, he does, but I don't know about a hometown deal. He just made uh, upwards of, I don't know if all the incentives were hit, but yeah. if they were, then he could have made 25 mil this year. And that's about the going rate, market rate, for the production that he's putting on the field. Who's the highest paid defensive lineman right now? It has to be Aaron Donald. What's he getting? Thirty, uh, yeah, close to thirty. That's probably that's what he wants. Give me thirty. <laughs> he he deserves it. Yeah, I mean, right now he is in the discussion of the top defensive lineman in the league. He creates problems on the inside. They can move him and do move him around outside a little bit, uh, but he's going to. I think he'll try to get what the maybe the top salary, unless he's willing to take a hometown deal and. Signed for you know twenty five million, twenty six million. How about if if they did that for him? If if he would be willing to do it, mm-hmm. it's surprising that a lot more players haven't taken the Kirk Cousins model because he put it out there. The blueprint was there. You sign a shorter deal, a three year deal, fully guaranteed, and then you can keep extending on that. Where most players they want to get that five year deal, they want to have some kind of guarantee. But when you sign a five year contract. Those last two years of that contract, a lot of times they're going to be void anyway. So why not take the Kirk Cousins model and get your contract fully guaranteed? Just get that big signing bonus. Just get the biggest signing bonus you can get and put it in the bank right then. That That's why players, it's big as far as signing bonus and guaranteed money in their contract because those last couple of years, a lot of times you're not going to see them. But why not just do what Kirk Cousins did? And for Chris Jones in that case... Let's say they gave him a, a three-year, $80 million deal. You think that wouldn't be appealing to him? You're making over 25 a yep. year, and it's fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And he's back where he wants to be. Travis Kelsey's pretty happy, or he was pretty happy yesterday after apparently drinking a lot. You know this song, sing along. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined the Niners affair. <laughs> the last one to know. We were the last one to show. We were the last ones they thought they'd see there. And I saw the surprise. That fear in their eyes. They went took that glass of champagne. Pat, Pat took that glass of champagne. I promise you. When I took, and I toasted you, honey, we threw what I never. What? I got friends in those places. Wow. Yeah. So, 
Patrick Mahomes is on record, and we know that his dad has had, he's been in the news recently, so this is not to make light of that, but Patrick Mahomes is on record in saying that when Travis Kelsey and his dad get together, he said they're like brothers, and he feels like he's the parent babysitting them when the two of them get together. <laughs> there are a lot of great videos on Twitter right now about uh, from fans at the uh, Waste Management Open in Phoenix. They had a problem Saturday because there was a big delay to start the tournament, and so people just sat around and drank all morning, all day. Play finally resumed. They had to cut off beer sales. It got so bad. I mean, you had fans running out on the course, jumping in the sand trap, doing snow angels in the sand. Wow. Someone took off their shirt and jumped in the pond. I mean, it got out of hand. There's one video of a guy. I mean, he's staggering drunk, can barely stand up. I mean, falling over backwards, doing looks like he's doing the limbo and staying on his feet somehow. And a friend comes by and catches him. And then the guy makes the putt on 18, and the place explodes, and they both fall down. There's another guy trying to climb up a hill, and he's so drunk he can't, he can't even walk. He's just sliding. That's what that tournament is known for, though. Yes, but it got really out of hand, but that's what Kelsey just made me think of. <laughs> it's like, that's how drunk those guys were on video. If they had got up on stage try to sing, that was bad. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he wants more. And we're going for that three-piece. So don't get it, forget it. Go get it twisted. We're doing it. Three times, first time in NFL history, we're doing it. I like this piece here. This was uh, it was NFL Films that had Mahomes and Kelsey mic'd up during the game? It's called NFL Mic'd Up, and uh, inside the NFL, they run a lot of that. And, and there's an NFL Mic'd Up show also. So this happened when uh, they went out for the coin toss to start overtime. You go with the toss? Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. They call it, right? Yeah, they call the coin flip. It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it? We want the ball from San Francisco. You are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. It is tails. You want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? We're gonna kick that way. San Francisco received first two overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. They want it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They wanted it. They can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. Oh, I didn't know that. We won the toss. We were going to kick off, too. We got what we wanted. Come on. Jay, you said something about Patrick Mahomes running off the field. He was shocked. I was shocked. I think everyone was shocked. It's like, you're going to give Patrick the Holmes ball second and give him four downs? I don't, someone's getting fired. That's the thing you say, somebody's getting fired. I know, I know Shanahan's getting all the, the blame on yeah. this, but there's a lot of people in those headsets, a lot of people in those boxes that should have said something. Absolutely. But, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but this is exactly what the Chiefs wanted. You know, they wanted to be in this game. They wanted Patrick Mahomes at the end, and they got exactly, they got their story beginning. Oh, I get four downs? Yeah, it's like, perfect. Oh, I do a lot with three downs. Yeah. Yeah. Give me four. Let's see what happens. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was directly from inside the NFL. That was they ran the clip and then they discussed it afterwards. But even at the beginning of the clip, you could hear from the two teams. The Chiefs said that which way they were going to kick because uh-huh. they wanted to kick if they got the coin toss. And then you could hear the Niners having those discussions about taking the ball. Yeah. So they both teams knew exactly what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Even prior to the coin toss, it was just surprising that the Niners were in that frame of mind. The opposite frame of mind of what the Chiefs wanted to do. It's good stuff. When we come back, we'll wrap up hour number two. Phil Elson starts us off at the top of the hour. We're going to talk some Little Rock Trojans in the third hour. Stick around. It's Out of Bounds. Your Oaklawn Thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
Shop can't-miss deals on appliances this President's Day at Lowe's. Right now, get up to 35% off select major appliances. Plus, save an extra $75 on every $750 you spend on all major appliances. Like LG, America's most reliable line of home appliances. Shop in-store or online for more deals you can't beat. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows home improvement. Ballot through 228. Savings vary based on purchase amount. Exclusions apply. See Lowe's.com for more details. The History of Curb Your Enthusiasm with Susie Essman and Jeff Garland is a recap podcast on every episode of Curb ever with exclusive behind-the-scenes tidbits from the beloved TV show featuring guests like Richard Lewis, Bob Odenkirk, and Larry David himself. The joy of doing the show for me is to be able to say things to people that I can't say in my life. And one of them is, do you want to go to dinner tomorrow night? No, I don't. Listen to the History of Curb Your Enthusiasm wherever you get your podcasts. Greenway proudly supports the DIYer in you. Whether you're a mover, a shaker, a groundbreaker, a risk taker, a challenge embracer, or a landscape visionary, whatever the task, we've got a John Deere tractor that can help move your project forward. You've got work to do, so let's get started. Reserve yours today in store or at gogreenway.com. Penny Cobb Burkhalter here reminding you that Guadney Buick GMC has the best team in town. And with the purchase allowances, cash back, and low rates currently available, upgrading your trade at Guadney is a slam dunk. Call 501-945-4444. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Guadney Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's Club in North Little Rock with sales, service, and collision, there's no need to drive past us. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P.com slash sports. Do you need rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving Arkansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Welcome in Out of Bounds. Glad you're with us. Wes Moore and Joe Franklin. Southern Structural Solutions text line from the 501. A person could make money by betting hogs not to cover the spread against the top half of the SEC team. Not yeah. just the top half. Sometimes. Well, they, the, they've covered two of the last four games. I know for a fact. LSU. They lost. Nope. And lost last night. Yeah. But the Missouri game they covered and the Georgia game they covered. Kentucky game they covered, so that's actually three out of the last five they've covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, they covered the Kentucky game because of a late three free throw by Makai Mitchell. I know that firsthand, unfortunately. Um, but yes, you're right. I know of uh, one of my buddies likes to uh, bet on Arkansas not to cover, and he's done well for a while, but like I said, the last three out of five they have covered. So be a little careful. That's why that line is set there. But last night looked like in that was easy. <laughs> that was easy. I, at half, man, Joe, I'm kicking myself. I looked at my Bet Saracen app, 
Because I told you, I was like, they were shooting the ball great, and I was like, they can't keep this up. And they were down by six. And the the uh, sec- the uh, in-game live bet was 12 and a half. I was like, oh, I, I don't know, man. I don't think I'm going to take that. thing about in-game, too, is um, it continues, depending on what the trend is, it continues to go up or down. So you can kind of gauge it. And um, when you looked at it and it was 12 at the time, it continued to go up. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> As the lead grew. Yeah. I wish I would have so, jumped on it at 12. And yeah. Again at 15 and again at 17. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it, it quickly, quickly got out of hand. Let's see what else that we have on the Southern Structural Solutions text line from J.K. Shanahan firing his defensive coach after the Super Bowl loss seems weak since he can't get the 49ers over the hump. I was surprised by that, too. Uh, I think we were all a little surprised. When he released a statement on it, he said it, it turned out to just not be the right fit. Let's go to Savage real quick. He's usually very quick and, pr- and to the point. What's up, Savage? What's going on, fellas? You know, Wes, what's your thought? What's the most shocking thing with this team? Is it the IQ of them? And then outside of the Noah Richardson years, is this the worst team we've ever seen in Arkansas outside the Larry Satchel team? What's your thoughts? I'll get off here. All right, thanks. No, we looked it up last night on the postgame show, and uh, – Pelfrey had a team that went two and fourteen, two and sixteen. That's the worst team. Stan Heath had a couple of teams uh, there that were like four and twelve. I think those were the worst teams I remember. This team is—it's conversation, but you got to remember the SEC is better now than it's been in a long time, and so it's—it's it's glaring that Arkansas is—it makes it even more glaring that Arkansas is a weak team this year. Uh, in years past, this team probably would have had more success in the SEC because the SEC wasn't as good. But when you have eight, nine teams that are going to the NCAA tournament and you're struggling, you get exposed, and that's what's happening. It's based on the last few years, though, and what's expected of this team each and every season. Like, if this happened 10 years ago, it would be kind of the norm. It's not the norm for this team to, to play as as bad as they have this season. That's the most surprising thing to me about this team, Savage, is they didn't get better. Musselman teams have gotten better, and they've turned the corner, gotten better defensively. This team hasn't gotten better. In fact, you could argue they got worse because they look better in the non-conference than they do now. And even when they got off to the good start in the non-conference and the Duke game, I'm like, I remember thinking, man, if they're this good now, how good are they going to be at the end of the year after they've been with <laughs> Musselman for a while? Saw baseball. Phil Elson's coming up next. Got to hear from Phil. We got to talk something positive. Diamond Hogs start tomorrow. Stick around. It's out of bounds. Bubba Carpenter joins Justin Acree and DJ Williams in the zone every week this baseball season. Presented by Johnson's Home Center in Benton. Johnson's Home Center. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Tired of cleaning out clogged gutters? Say goodbye to muck and mud and shingle grit with LeafGuard Gutters, the only true single one-piece covered gutter system on the market. Hey, everybody, Roger's got four LeafGuard Gutters of Arkansas.